You are listening to Black Sports 980. Welcome back, BLK Sports 980. It's Laws. We got the, the whole family in here today, uh, minus Shaq, of course, but everybody else in the building. Uh, we got a packed uh, schedule full of topics, a whole bunch of stuff is going on in the w- world of sports and our world in general. Um, for starters, young, let's talk about how McMill is still catching L's, young. If you want to crown them, then crown their ass. Why, him and Drake, young, what is going on? Why do they keep... I, to be honest, it's interesting that Drake went... Okay, for those who don't know, Drake went to Philly and had a show in Philly while he was in there. I think he played back-to-back or or did something and was just like... Whatever he did, he disrespected Philly or he disrespected me, Mill, or whatever. So there was like some fake gangsters outside talking about they ready to see him, but like, of course, where they at, it's like 600,000 security. So, of course, nothing happens. Yeah. But Meek Mill just tries to latch on to it or whatever, whatever, tries to get in the mix. And he just catches another L, young. I just, I thought he was, I thought he was done. Boy, if you don't get... Yeah, I I, I didn't hear about it or whatever, Um, but... It, to me, yeah, it's it's kind of foolish. Like I don't know why, like he wouldn't let it go. Like this, like all that they're beefing over the fact that he said he was a ghostwriter. He 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 slayed you on the diss tracks, and you tried to come back. It wasn't really received well, and and y'all keep going at it. It's it's not even like it's no real street beef. Like I don't I don't understand why they just don't leave it alone. Yeah, I mean we all know Drake not no real gangster, but the world that we live in, like. Fake gangsters. Yeah, <laughs> Joe, is a movie. You don't got to be a real gangster no more. Everything is reversed <laughs> now. <laughs> All the stuff that used to work and used to get you W's or used to get you, like, credibility and would instantly, like, cross the next guy out, it's, like, not the same anymore. He thought the Ghostwriter thing was going to, like, turn Drake into what actually happened to him, like, where nobody respects you, you like, the laughing stuff. And there's nothing he can do other than just shut up at this point. No. Man. And he an easy target for Drake because I feel like at least Joe Joe Buttons like he kind of there was certain people might not say this but there was a, some semblance of respect for Joe Buttons because he ain't really like just come out and like carry him. Now some would say him bringing Eminem out of the show was like basically like finish him, you know. <laughs> and to some degree it was because I ain't heard nothing from Buttons since since then. <laughs> so. I guess that Bama died or something. I don't know. But <laughs> I know, Mill, I know he do got the podcast that's supposed to be pretty popular. I've only heard like excerpts over time. I've never really listened to a whole episode, but I heard that's he's probably that's probably like his only outlet at this point. Yeah, because he lost that jump. Cause Drake, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he finished him, dog. So I right now this Bama Drake, is this is he untouchable, young? He is. Yeah, I mean, probably so. I mean, because the thing about it is, like, even even if Drake or whatever the, the reference tracks of things that he does use, I mean, he obviously writes his stuff too. So it's like, and then you, you think about his lyrics, 
Like he's had so many personal lyrics. And I mean, like, I think a lot of people like artists that are kind of, you know, like they're speaking to actually what happens in their real life. And so when Drake comes back, like he's really dissing like the people that he's dissed on facts and things that have happened with those people in real life. And so, I mean, and then he constantly puts out music that are hits. So yeah, I mean, there's probably nothing you could really do, but people are gonna continue to try. That's why he's always in this defense mode because he's been getting hate ever, really ever since the beginning, especially when he started to really get big. Yeah, I, I mean, a lot of people hating on Drake, whatever, whatever they got a lot to say. Like, I mean, of course, people know Peter Rosenberg with High Nine Seven. He basically was saying like he lost respect for Drake because Drake is just about as gangster as he is. So basically saying like he's not even gangster, but he faking like he he got the glove. You know what I'm saying? The power glove on. But at the end of the day, you st- he still got to play his hits. Like, right. it don't matter. Like, it's not like he can control him. Like, all right, we're not playing no Drake. If Drake drop a, a record today, I mean, management going to say, I don't care how you feel or re- what respect level you got for the man. Play the hits. You know what I'm saying? And but that's me- why Drake keep winning. Right. He, he me- produced hits. Major key to success. Major ahead, key to let, let me ask y'all this though. Like, I, I know his demeanor and the things are how I guess kind of the swag you could say that he that he, you know, is is imposing, so to speak. Like you could say that is maybe coming off in, as gangster. But in terms of like the diss records and the things that he's said, like what did he really say that was that would be considered gangster in his diss records? Like whether it was at meat or whether it was at buttons. Like it's just like they came at him. And they just expect him to just not do nothing. Like, it's not like he said he gonna have goons, like, stand. I mean, you know, he had his little line or whatever, but that was more of a playoff of kind of what Mika said. But in terms of like, oh, I'm got Bama's gonna run up in your house or this and that. And the third, like, he ain't really say stuff like that. Like, the, his biggest stuff with the Meek, um, from the Meek disses, uh, were, you know, basically him disrespecting Meek in terms of the whole Nikki saying, you know, like you on, is that your your, tour, uh, your tour, your girl's tour, lines like that. I mean, those aren't really gangster lyrics. I mean, I don't know what y'all thoughts are on that. But that's not, like you're saying, that's not him. That's the only thing they have against him that they could possibly use because he makes nothing but hits like Harold was saying. Every youngin that any dude ever wanted to touch, he already been touched and then tossed aside. It's like, what can, it's nothing you can say to Drake other than you're not gangster. That's it. Right. He got yeah. more money than he, he, he. I don't even think he's trying to be gangster. Well, right. I mean, I mean, it I is kind of gangster when you play your your diss record that's a hit at the at the concert in the city of the Batman that you have like you're rivaling against. Yeah. You know, you, you know, know why I think like, he did that though? You know why I think he did that? That kind of back in the day, Jeff though, back in the day. Bamas would have pulled out the strap and let let rounds off. Like you think about Biggie, think about Biggie going over to, to uh yeah nah. Death Row Records or over in LA and, and singing the diss joint against Pop or vice versa. Nah, nah. Young shots gonna ring out, dog. It's just automatic. And right now, the you know society we live in, like it's not like that anymore. I mean, basketballs turn soft, all the sports is turn soft. Like it's not going down like that. And Drake knows it. So he has really has the freedom to say whatever he wants. But the thing about it though, Harold, is like I said, like he was chilling though. That's that's the whole thing of why I can't understand why people would get mad. Like it's not like he was attacked. Like he's been dealing with this hate 
all along until people finally started to speak on it. It's not like this hate wasn't always taking place. It was just un undercover. Like all these other artists were hating. Like, you know what I mean? Until like Meek was the one that tried to in, in, in a conjunction with Funk Flex. Like they basically tried to end his career. And so as a defense, like this is what started happening. He like, you know what? Like I got the glove now. Anybody that come at me, I'm not going to take it. Like I'm going to respond. And so it wasn't like he started just going out of his way to diss people. They started attacking him. So I don't know what you want the man to do. Yeah. Like anybody as a man. Artists, killing these careers. <laughs> Tell him stop killing careers, dog. <laughs> Bama got he winning, dog. This man ain't took no L's, yeah. Uh moving ahead. Power, young. I can't watch it no more. Jump too stupid. That's right, you already know. It's too stupid. Did y'all see it? Yeah, bro. man, I still haven't seen the episode. Dog. Hey young, close your ears real quick. The Bama got hit with shells and got up like, like it was Terminator 2, dog. I'm like, I'll be back. come on, yeah. You got Jonas is too fake now. It's it's just it's it's too fake. The Jonas a video game, they giving Bama's 45 lives. You know what I'm saying? Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, contra. Just putting it in for any character on the show they want to just keep going. It's, it's ridiculous, dog. And I can't stand for it no more. So I will not be tuning in. This is the last spoiler. It's so repetitive, young. I didn't see Angie naked more times than anybody I know in real life. It's like every week, it's the same thing over and over and over. They got the same out. thing, dog. They don't even switch. They be like, all right, we're going to get, we're going to have a sex scene, first five minutes. She won't get naked. He's going to say, I love you, Angie. Then we're going to have Tommy gun busting in the alleyway talking real slick. Him and Ghost going to act like they friends. Then they're going to be beefing again. Then you gonna have the Lobos by him. He gonna do this, and then you gonna have Cuz. He gonna get shot point blank range right in the chest with a four five. We gonna lay him down, but he gonna get back up. He gonna just pop up, <laughs> young, with a bruise on his chest like Obama stole him. <laughs> Come on, man. Jones, ridiculous, man. Can't do it. And I can't believe that they sucked me into the to the show. Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> right, Moving ahead. Oh man! Next thing I, I will say, I will say, like, I, I'll just say that there have been shows where there was a bad season, and then the following season they redeemed themselves. But that's just that just is really the level of your fandom, like like how whether you're gonna stick around for that next season. So oh, yeah, I mean, it has happened though. There's one more thing I want to say. They need a rating for when they gonna just throw. A Johnson on the screen without warning no, people that it's about to that, be on the screen. No! No! You, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it, dog. You cannot just show Lebos and just <laughs> act like it's all good. Like, you gotta, there has to be a rating for like, I think for anything like, like, let's say if somebody's head get chopped off or something like that, like, there needs to be a rating for that. Like, TVMA is not enough because I don't, like, there's gonna be severe blood and trauma or you know what I'm saying whatever it is yeah if you're gonna this definitely if you're gonna show a Lebo you gotta they gotta go up another another rating young you can't it's ridiculous dog I can't watch it no more young that's right whatever whatsoever things are pure honest true think on these things I, I'm done with it dog I'm done uh the other thing happened when did when did Madden come out last night yesterday yeah I think so yeah like recently I know like, yeah, so Madden is out, and of course, I don't know who, yeah, 
John Madden's not John Madden no more. But whoever's in charge of these ratings on the players, They're crazy. They on hard drugs, dog. <laughs> they on hard drugs. Cause young, the player ratings is garbage. Like it is all across the board. Like I went and looked at the ratings, and I was like, okay, let me see what the what the quarterback ratings is looking like. Yeah, can I talk about them quick QB ratings? Real Go ahead, yeah, dog. Yeah, Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Drop your knowledge on them. What would you got to say? Yeah, I looked at them ratings, and I couldn't believe, to my surprise, that I seen Eli Manning overall 83. 83. Half sway. Take a few steps back. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? How's Eli Manning? He's a 16th ranked quarterback in Madden. So, like, I, I understand, like, some guys are better than him, like Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady. You got Cam Newton, you got Ben, you got, you know, Russell Wilson, that's arguable. You got Drew Brees. But after that, and you got Tony Romo, but after that, in my opinion, these other guys, like Andy Dalton, Matt Stafford, Phillip Rivers, Matt Ryan, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, like, this is ridiculous to me. Blake Bortles is the same, almost the same rating as Eli. Or do you want to marginalize me till I'm out of my moment? Come on, Alex, Memphis at 82? This is the disrespect for a man that in the last, not only does he have two Super Bowls and he got two Super Bowl MVPs, but in the last two seasons, he had over 8,800 yards passing and 65 touchdowns. How is that in 83? It makes no sense at all to me. I just think that the guys that do these ratings are Cowboys fanboys and all the Cowboy players got great ratings. Everybody. Even the Jason, hold on, hold on, hold on. But, 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 but in, in, in defense of the, well, actually, I can't even defend him because he was so egregious. Yeah. But, but, but Des Bryant was blown and his, his rating was a 90 on the jump. But that's, that's Des Bryant only got a 90. Nah, but it was definitely some wide receivers that shouldn't have been rated higher than him as well. But I agree. I agree with you though, D. Like that's ridiculous. But but yeah, like Dez is some of those receivers shouldn't have been rated high. Yeah, like Brandon Marshall was an eighty-seven, like or eighty-nine. Like Brandon Marshall, we talking about the same, the same Brandon Marshall? Hey man, what's the white boy name on the team with him? Eric Decker. He got the Decker. same rating as Brandon Marshall. You know who's got the same rating as Brandon Marshall? Julian Edelman. Yeah. Oh man. Like I saw. I was like that. The first. The first thing that come up is the receivers, and I was. I was flabbergasted when I saw. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I just want to give you this. I okay. Say what you want about Deshaun Jackson, but the Bama speed is high. Should be higher than the ninety three. Oh yeah, no question. Oh, without it, they got that. and they got and they got a bunch of receivers. They got Michael Floyd better. Uh, Jeremy Macklin. Randall Cobb, John Brown. I'm like, young John Brown just got in the league. He all right, but come on, dog. Let when you when you matching up numbers and production, like it's not close. I just don't, I don't get it, young. I don't, I don't get it. Yeah. Also on the receivers, like I know he's had a great, great career, but Larry Fitzgerald a ninety too high, too high. Ninety-one. Yeah, he was ninety-one, and um, Steve Smith was an eighty-nine. I'm like, I love Steve Smith. But he is not an 89 no more. You know no, what I'm saying? Like, no. Steve Smith Those have to be all reputation. Like, that's, I mean, yeah. there's no other way you can. No. It's NBA all Young, it's not even, they can, they're not even using reputation, dog. They're using 
I don't know what they're doing, dog. They putting that joint in an algorithm and just what shaking that shaking the joint up and just and it just pop out, bro. What are you talking about, man? It can't be an algorithm. It's it's it can't be an algorithm because these numbers wouldn't come out the way they came out if they unless they're the numbers or the formula or or whatever things they're putting in that algorithm. Dog, dog. They got Danny Amendola better than better than Kelvin Benjamin. Brandon Cooks, Amari Cooper, come on, dog. Okay. Then but... they got, they still got applesauce knees. Victor Cruz in here <laughs> above receiver. Come on, dog. Boy, if you don't, these can't be filled with applesauce, and you be better than half the receivers on this jump. I can't like, believe. How's that. he better than Stephon Diggs? No. Lion. Al- Alshon Jeffries better than Brandon Marshall too, and Doug Baldwin is a ninety-one. Oh, I figured that. That's, that's, that's the joke. Egregious. That garbage. I mean, like, all right, the guys that do these ratings do it off of pure, like, the popularity of a player and not the true skill of a player. So if the player is popular, then that player is going to get the better rating. Eli's not popular. His rating sucks. Deshaun Jackson's not popular. His rating's just okay. I mean, Ezekiel I, I, Elliott has an 80. I mean, he hasn't played a single down they, in the NFL. But they like, can't. A single they, down. They can't. They can't. They can't even do it all popularity though, because some of these names, while they're good players, like they're not that popular yet. It's just uh, we know them and sports fans know them because because you're a fan of football. But yeah. like to say that that some of these players are popular, like like we know who Hearns and Robinson are, and they're good receivers, but they're they're not popular. Like I, it's probably like no one would be able to pick those dudes out if they were on the street. I mean, that's most NFL players, but especially not those two. So I should, yeah, I, I know she's that. Maybe I should use a better word. A, a player that's on like the sports, whatever ESPN, whatever other station that kind of hypes up a particular player. Those are the players that had the better ratings. Like the players you don't like Brandon Marshall. Why is he in '89? He doesn't have the best reputation in the league. Not that he, you know, he had a couple of, you know, had issues with the Bears. Someone, not really, but mainly with when he was in Denver. But again, another player that has a lower rating. You know what it's I'm saying? Like likeability, like the whole. That's what I mean. Mode. That's it. That's that's like, that's a yeah, better word. Likeability. That's it. Like yeah, it. yeah. That's what it is. Because like for instance, like Todd Gurley is only in '85. Like I'm just trying to understand why is he only in '85? Yeah. He had 1,100 yards in 13 games and 10 touchdowns. Right. Didn't even play the first three, four games. So I, I just. Yeah. I also, think. also like I mean I feel as though. A quarterback should always be the highest rated on the game. Like I don't, I mean, Antonio Brown, he's awesome. But like, I mean, Aaron Rodgers, like, I mean, I know it's only one slot below him, but I mean, he's the quarterback. Like, how how isn't a quarterback no, the highest? I don't know. Luke Cam Newton should have been the number one quarterback in my opinion. He should have nah. been ninety nine. Nah. Cause the Bama's arm accuracy last year, young his I numbers mean, were ninety nine worthy. That's still one year. He has one year where he passed over four thousand yards in his career. I'm, but what I'm saying though, Jeff, what I'm saying though, year to year, year to year, they changing the ratings year to year. So if they changing the ratings based on performance or the but, ideas of the person, that Bama statistically last year had an amazing year, and this Bama did stuff that no other quarterback has done. Well, why wouldn't why wouldn't Odell Beckham be ranked above? Uh, I mean, it's great they've had great years, but you could say Odell was ranked above uh, Julio, especially. I mean, not above Antonio though. Nah, not above nah. Antonio. Okay, so that that's my point. Like, it's no discrepancy there. You can say it about Julio. You can fight that, but I'm saying like 
I, I just think Cam Newton clearly should have been the best quarterback in the game. Like I this, this, I don't agree with that personally, but I mean, yeah, I, I don't agree with that. <laughs> okay. Well, I, that's my opinion. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, he I'm was second, though. I mean, he was second, right? So, I mean... Right, but... As, as far as QBs? Nah, Brady was second. on his team, either. Well, like, how, actually, hey, Coakley... Brady... Nah, Brady, Brady and uh, Cam Newton were tied at 94. I thought... Oh yeah, they are. They're tied at ninety four. So they're, they're yeah, he's second. I mean, I can't argue with him being the second. But I, mean, I can see I'm, right. I'm still, I'm still, I'm still taking, I'm still taking Tom Brady over. Uh, oh no, over, uh, not Aaron Rodgers. Uh, not, not Aaron Rodgers. Over, oh, okay. over, Cam, over Cam Newton. I'm okay. taking Tom Brady. Nah, I wouldn't do that. You think you can do this to me? Yeah. <laughs> 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 hey, uh, oh, his awareness is 99 on this joint. I was rolling when I saw that joint. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, young. Yeah, I guess so, though. I guess so. Thank you guys who tune in to the BLK Sports 980 podcast, representing the DMV. Right quick, just want to encourage you to please subscribe to our channel on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. Make sure you also follow us at BLK Sports 980 on IG, Twitter, and Facebook. You can even email us your thoughts, show topics, and more at BLKSports980 at gmail.com. Last but not least, let's spread this word. Now back to our show. Moving ahead. There's been a story circulating, of course, everybody's aware of the jump, but basically how this Bama who looked like Bart Simpson slash Macaulay Culkin, David Becker, given yeah. probation for two years yeah. for a rape count or incident of assault and battery um, where he, he basically had these girls over his house. It was a party, whatever. They ended up staying over the jump. And when they fell asleep, then this Bama assaulted him. So the judge gave him a get out of jail free card, basically, because he didn't want to ruin this kid's future or, you know, mess up his future. So he has probation and basically has to serve his probation, will not get, not have to register as a sex offender um, or any of that stuff. So all this Bama got to do basically is pick up trash in the community and he good to go. Not even that. All he got to do was not do drugs. Right. Uh, and I forgot the other terms. It wasn't nothing about picking up no garbage. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He probably do, but but you're right. It wasn't listed. You know, I, I didn't see, I didn't read anything that said that he had to do. Like you said, he just had to submit to those, like, uh, I guess, with some some counseling for yeah. some, some type of counseling. And then, like you said, stay off the drugs. I mean... <clears throat> It's it's just gotten ridiculous out here, man. With the type of with the discrepancies between the, you know what I'm saying. If you're white and you're any other race, like we all always knew it, but it's like it's just blatant. Like no one cares. Like and it's, it gets covered way more, or not really, but you can find any of the stuff if you want. And it's just so many examples of this. It's just See, I, I don't know what to say. The I mean, thing is, I, I'm not even for like. I'm all for second chances and I'm all for like, you know, young kids that make mistakes being able to like get a second chance at life and stuff. But this kid, young, when when I'm hearing stories, they said that the, that the Bama had a nickname, David the Rapist. 
Like that was what? the Bama's nickname, yeah. That's crazy. That's a that that's that's a little that's to me that's that says that there's a pattern of certain suspect behavior coming from this kid and he needs to face consequences. This Bama doesn't what? need to be given no passes. How like how would that even be cool? Like for somebody like that, like that person could just walk around like it's all good when you had that type of nickname. Like that's is this is ridiculous, man. Like, like, cause no, cause they don't. It's like they get just get like slap on the wrist. That's what happens. It's just a slap on the wrist. Like, like you said, I'm all for second chances, but it it depends still on what that crime is. I mean, it's just like anything else. Like, certain crimes are gonna be weighted differently. That's just the reality. So to say that a person can basically get off scot free for sexually assaulting a girl, wasn't it two like, girls? I thought it was two, two girls. girls. Well, it was two. One of them said, or he said that he didn't do nothing to one of them. But the other one, he thought it was okay because she didn't say no. So, I mean. And, te- and text her apologizing the next morning after he done that. laid up in her while she was half asleep. Come on, like, though. That's the part. That, and the part that killed me in the article when the, his lawyer, his attorney said, you know, he can now look forward to a productive life without being burdened with the stigma of having right. a sex offender, being registered as a sex offender. That's just like the goal of his sentence was not to impede this individual from graduating high school and to go on to the next step of life, which is college experience. Like this is insane to me. What about the girl that he just took the tail from? What about her experience? Yeah, you know what that's I'm what I'm saying. Nah, but the whole but the whole kill on that. I don't know if you uh, saw Red too, where. But she, she said she didn't want charges pressed. Yeah, she didn't want charges. Like, but I, don't, I don't know why she might have said that though. I'm trying to figure that one out myself. They knocked on her door. They came, knocked on her door, and sat in the living room. Parents sat in the living room. Like, please don't do this to my son. You know, sometimes it'd be the issue when the issue get real. You know, when at first it's like, oh, cool, but then when the issue get real, it's like a lot of times it brings just as much like hardship on the victim or embarrassment to the victim. And they just wanted to go away. You know what I'm saying? Like, it ain't even about, like, they just don't want everybody to know what happened to them. You know what I'm saying? You won't be I mean, the there's, a lot of, there's a lot of situations or a lot of different pathways that a situation like that can go. But at the end of the day, it's wrong, man. And, and I just wonder, well, actually, I don't even have to wonder because we have countless examples of young black kids who are in high school. I mean, they doing an E360 E60 every couple months about some some black kid from some rural area who was a super athlete who you know what I'm saying was going to go to the biggest college and then got got caught up in some sexual assault and half the times it'd be mutual but it, just because it'd be a black athlete and maybe a, a, a white white girl the, the families find out and they make a whole big issue about the jump and the next thing you know this Bama's serving jail time this Bama don't get to go to the college that was recruiting him I mean it'd be like 40 college recruiting a kid and they don't even get we've heard the story so so many times before but yet this this kid you know what I'm saying guilty as charged judge has the audacity to say I don't want to roll in this kid's future that's right you already know I mean my, my thing is how 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 do or how can the judges continue to get away with this? It's like, I mean, I, I don't and I don't even want to ask the question how. Like I, I mean, I know how. It's just like I said. <laughs> I'm about to it, say. It's it's frustrating, man, because like you say, I don't know why why she would have said he doesn't um, you know, she doesn't deserve or he she doesn't want him to get any charges. I mean, other than the fact that 
you know, maybe like his family like slid her like a bag, slid her family a bag and was like, you know, look, like just like he probably had the ability to pay for a lawyer. Cause that's the other thing, they be having money. They don't be having public defenders because we all know the public defenders are some garbage. The whole legal system is based basically upon do you have money or do you not, do you not have money? And then also, you know, it's racist. And that's how the system is, that's history. Like anybody would dispute that, like they don't know the history of the legal system. Like those are just facts. So like, that's the frustrating thing. Even when you look at some of the other examples that are blatant, like like they were like, the announcers, announcers were killing Gabby Douglas because she didn't have her hand over her heart for the national anthem. Yeah. But you know, they, they, there were, they, they pointed out, I forget what show this was. It pointed out five other examples of white male athletes that, you know, didn't have their hand on heart, yet there was nothing. Yeah. Also, you know, the fact that when you think about, you know, those type of situations, they constantly happen. Like, and, and it's just like, no one even cares. The guy from uh, the Access uh, Hollywood, he was saying that Lochte was a kid. Lochte's 32. Like, if Carmelo's 32, you think if Carmelo <laughs> had a good that joint, like oh. they would have been calling Carmelo yeah. a kid? That's right, you already know. <laughs> if Carmelo was still did that joint, he'd yeah. still be over there with yeah. handcuffs on. Yeah, if Carmelo and like, Cousins and all them jokers. Oh, yeah. like oh, that. Yeah. And, and, and see, indeed, I, I was using, I used that Carmelo example because they're the exact same age, you know what I mean, at 32. But how are you going to be calling a 32 year old a kid? In what world? <laughs> like, that makes no sense. So, I mean, that's just the type of things that's just been going on forever. And it's, it's just, it gets frustrating. Yeah, it, it's crazy, young. My man just made up a, a feature film with his excuse of what happened to him. Oh yeah, he had the strap on me. Man pressed me out. He was talking loud. He said, "If I don't give up the money and the camera, I, you know, he gonna blast me." You know? like, don't listen. No, he's an idiot. All right, that's what we got to say about that. And then, and then, this is the or yeah, the Jones just really infuriates me. Like, you know how like when you put a tea kettle on on the stove and you turn it on and then it just boiling and the Jones start whistling when the Bama didn't even apologize. Nope, he didn't even apologize. He was just like, yeah, I made a, you know, I made a mistake, you know, with 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 how I, you know, actually went about talking about the situation about, like, like, bruh, you made the whole story up, though. And so, I don't know what happened because they then they went in and said that there was some parts of the story that was correct or that that actually happened. I'm like, I'm like, hold on, dog. Everybody looking at the video like me. I'm like, bruh, I don't see no altercation. Like, I don't see. Like, when did the Batman press you out with the hammer? Like, that didn't happen. They said it was three minutes unaccounted for on the surveillance tape that possibly could have corroborated. <laughs> <laughs> that Batman said he clinged to that jump with his dead Major life. Major key to so, success. But everybody know it was a cold swell. I know it was a cold swell. <laughs> his, teammate, his teammates gave him up, right, for the one making up the whole story. But he was the first one to go back home. Right. Like, the rest of them Bamas had to stay, you know what I'm saying, Brazil. And then the and then the one guy, um, Jimmy Jim, Jimmy Feagan, he gave ten thousand eight hundred dollars for a charity, which and I, I looked it up, equivalent in Brazilian real is almost like thirty five thousand in Brazil. Oh got he <laughs> got he <laughs> yeah. so, 
<laughs> so he well, gave that up to get his passport back. Now the other two were still there. I'm not sure if they're still there or not. This no, I think they're gone now. They so they got they got ten stacks out of cousin, and then they were like, all right, all right, yeah, 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 we good, we good. But Young Jones is so stupid. It's so stupid. And if I was one of them them other Olympians, Young that Bama uh, Lockley, that Bama have a subpoena on his door <laughs> come Monday Lockley. morning. <laughs> Whatever the Bama name, he have a subpoena on his door Monday morning, Young. I'm pressing charges, suing, you know, all my bread thing. back. You know what's funny though? I mean, this is this is you know he shouldn't have lied, but the the fact that he changed his hair color to what he did. I mean, how could he commit a crime and you think you can get away with it with your hair color being like boy, if you don't get blonde white with you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, but D, the whole kill on the situation is if he didn't say nothing, no one would have cared. Like that joint was an incident between the security guards and them. No one would have cared. Yeah, but he said, I know why he said it. And I'm, when I was thinking about it, trying to connect the dots, I believe he said what he said because it was probably going to come out on surveillance camera that him and his swimmer teammates was kicking it down a restroom door. So he had a like. We never saw that though. What? That was but on they, that was, that was on the tape. You saw them kick kick down the door on the surveillance. Well, that, that, that's what they were saying. The the station at the yeah. um they were saying that they they broke the door. They were vandalizing. Yeah, yeah, I understand that, but I'm saying I didn't see any of that on surveillance. Just like you said, all the surveillance was like they were in. They walked out. They were at the gas station. They walked over the other side. You see a guy come up. Basic stuff. Like you didn't yeah. see them. Like like you said, the dudes pull a hammer on them or them va- actually vandalizing the bathroom. I didn't see any of that surveillance. Yeah, I didn't see. But, but did they know that at the time? That's the right. Thing, exactly. Right? They, they didn't know assuming, that. Dang, right. we on camera. We gotta. You know what I mean? We gotta make something up to cover ourselves, man. We gotta rob that gunpoint. Like I mean, they had to make up a whole story because they knew that this was gonna come out. Plus, probably one of them told him probably was like, "Yeah, hey, you know, you're gonna have to pay for this, and we're gonna, you know, tell the authorities and all." You know what I'm saying? And they probably, dude, probably was shook, like, "You know, what we gonna do? What we gonna do?" But they paid and him fifty dollars for the door. They paid for it, fifty dollars. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't, I, I feel as though like they ain't had to say nothing. If, if it came out, it was what it was. You know what I'm saying? Like, but like what happened made- was he told his mother because he had to tell his mother something. He lied to her. She the one that put it out. He didn't think like he didn't go to the media right away. Once she put it out, everybody started asking questions. What? Then he had to kind of like further lie, further lie. Instead of being like, keep the lie alive. Right? This never did a whole trip. <laughs> Young, I used to get beatings for doing stuff like that when I was a kid. Why are you 32? <laughs> <laughs> your mother, <laughs> your mother, though? At 32? <laughs> Yeah, nah. You don't put that bad on hard copy, young. The bad was asking him to start asking the bad questions. No, but the, the crazy thing is, though, he was on the beach. What was it, Talawa or whoever? Like, he was cold swelling on that initial interview, dog. Like, just cold yeah. swelling. Like, <laughs> uh, like, that's, I don't know why. Like, I'm going to assume that any, any country, like, at the gas stations, they have cameras. That's just what I'm going to assume, whether it's true or not. And that's like, why he probably said what he said. He, he probably figured that. Yeah, until he found out. Nah, champ. But you I mean, it's the it's the Olympics. They gonna have they're gonna be trying to like they're gonna tighten up the security to some degree. You know what I'm saying? It's the Olympics. You heard what he said though, right? He's gonna change his hair color back to natural color. He know you can't commit crimes with that with that <laughs> hair like that. That's like my man one time snuck in a the movie theater and sat down. The man come down the aisle with the little flashlight joint. He gonna see him because he had on a chrome skelly. Like you can't, you gonna stand out with a chrome skelly on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, chrome juvenile skelly jump. Yeah, it's like, come on, he gonna change his hair. He gonna stand out. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah, dog, that John, that Bama, bottom line, he was an idiot. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't get it. I understand it, but they need to lock that Bama up, dog. He don't need to be in no more USA Olympic games. He don't need a second chance. You 32 doing dumb stuff like that, making up stories on camera, like you Jason Bourne. Come on, dog, stop. <laughs> Stop, he only, yeah. He only stop. had one more left anyway. He's 32. He'd have been 36 by the next one. He only had a whole lot left, so. Yeah, Drop so, him in the favela. That should have been his punishment. Make him find his way back to the <laughs> civilization. No, he ain't making it out alive, dog. <laughs> he ain't making it out alive, dog. Not in that, no. Nah, not in that joke. Medellin joke, no. <laughs> <laughs> he, <said Medellin. laughs> he ain't coming out, dog. Uh, on the football, young. Finally. Our bread and butter. Uh, preseason storylines is out there. There's a lot of stuff going on in the preseason. Well, we didn't even talk about how Dez got concussed today. Yeah. Um, for those who don't know, he got concussed in, in practice. I don't know what he was doing. Was he trying to go head up, striking? I don't, I don't know. But he he's going to sit out for the rest of the preseason. Um, <clears throat> Alfred Morris has been looking good in, in preseason. Yeah. He's been looking like Alfred Morris... Ben look when he get he get carries and he get blocking. Um, I don't know, like I might be on the island right here, but I'm just I think it won't be it'll be shortly after the season. Well, I don't know. Even after this third preseason game, I wouldn't be surprised if the if the uh Dallas Cowboys call Alpha Morris the starter. Um, because we haven't seen anything from Ezekiel Elliott as of yet, and people are very high on him. But he's gonna play this week, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he's slated to play this third preseason game. But if he goes out there, John plays like some trash. Nah, do he you? can't. Not behind that line. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. If he does go behind that line and play like mediocre, let's not say trash or garbage, but let's say he plays mediocre, like. He he he's getting tackled on the first the first hit, you know what I'm saying? Like we saw Alvin Morris's last game, he was breaking tackle after tackle, you know what I'm saying? J- hitting the hitting the hole, juking out, juke cutting out outside, all types of stuff. Let's see if let's say if Ezekiel Elliott just looks, he just looks like a rookie. Get off the field, big fella. You trash, big fella. He dogging you, big fella. Get off the field, big fella. Your ankles been broke, big fella. You got duck feet, big fella. Get off the field. No, you just trash, big fella. One movie on the other side of the field, big fella. You what, suck. What do big you fella. do with that situation? Do you you see a scenario where Alpha Morris is a starter and Ezekiel Elliott backs him, or you think they're just gonna ride Ezekiel Elliott uh, like rain and shine, fail or whatever? I think they're gonna go with the best back. I think Alpha Morris will end up being the starter. The one thing about a running back is not just about running the football. If he can't pick up a blitz. You know what I'm saying, and, and be able to make the re- right reads on that part, then he won't be the starter. He might be like a third down back, in my opinion. But Alpha Morris, you already know, in that preseason game, there was plenty of times guys were blitzing, he was stonewalling them, and then when he runs the ball, he always falls forward. I don't see how he cannot be the starter unless Ezekiel Elliott has like a, a monster like next two preseason games. But, but see, you got, but you got, but from my perspective, like. The running back is one of the easier positions to come in and be successful right away. And we've seen countless examples of that. So I don't see how Ezekiel Elliott won't get denied, like you said, unless he's doing nothing. But if he's like, you know, solid, 
you know, and that's not necessarily having a big game. I think he's going to get the nod, and then they they're going to make adjustments if they need to throughout throughout the year or when that time comes. But I, I don't feel that that is any reason to think that Alpha Morris is going to be that guy because, like I said, sort of running cool. rookie running backs can have success immediately. I kind of look at it differently than I guess everybody else. Because to me, I don't see Ezekiel Elliott as this like like super number one running back coming out of college. Like when they signed off for Morris, I assumed he would be the one and then Ezekiel Elliott would get worked in um, behind him. So um, of course Ezekiel Elliott has one thing Alfred doesn't, which is that home run ability, which is what you know like, everybody loves. But beyond that, I, I think, think he has the moves too though. Like Alfred no, he doesn't. Really he doesn't have moves. Watch his game film. He doesn't have a whole lot of juking. Got more than Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris was the block as patient runner and just let them block set up. Look, look at him in college. He, he was funny was a about dog Ezekiel at Ohio Elliott. State, man. Like if you're basing, he was, it he was good, Ohio. but he he was no, he wasn't like a top four, top five running back like he was drafted. Like there's been other guys in the history. I disagree. But all I'm saying, Jeff, is look at his game film. He's not a guy that's overly shifty. The funny thing about Ezekiel Elliott is. He's actually, he he's more like a, a guy that, that runs downhill, takes the contact, like that type of running back. He's not a real shifty, like scatty type back. That's not who he is. And but because so, of his speed, he gets lumped in with those right, shifty guys. Exactly. But he but his agility but is yes. not like that vicious, in my opinion. But, but the thing is, I, I, I'm not trying to make him out to be, you know, Barry or Marshall Falk or nothing like that. But I'm saying when you factor in that speed, with the offensive line, usually when you have speed, you only have to make one, maybe two people miss. And he has that ability. He's shown that ability. So, And like you said, he has the home run ability, which Alfred Morris doesn't possess. He's an older running back. He's taken a lot of hits and carries over the uh, years. And so, I mean, I just feel like Ezekiel, you know, he's 21 coming in there. Like, you're going to see how different Ohio State is without Ezekiel Elliott in there. No, we don't disagree with you on that, but it's like the other small things. Like, you already got a quarterback with a fragile collarbone. You're just going to throw a rookie running back in there. What happens when he whiffs, and then that's the reason Romo's out again? You know what I mean? This is little stuff like that where I don't think you throw him in there week one. If he's clearly outplaying Alfred and he's getting 40 and 50-yard runs over the course of the season, of course. But there's no reason to start, in my opinion, if this was my team, there's no reason to throw him out there. I'm I'm just saying, like, the the NFL game is is a little different than the college game as far as, like, what, you know, identifying the linebacker who's coming and blocking schemes and stuff. And I, I think Aaron makes a valid point, like, you know, it's not just about being able to run the ball and, you know, catch out of the backfield and different things but, like that. It's about picking up blitzes, about identifying the, the guy Herald, who's coming. The hero and, and everybody else, I hear y'all. But like I said, we've seen countless examples, even in recent years, where rookie running backs came in and made an impact immediately. And they were on the field uh, consistently. All down. I I, so, I agree, like, but I'm gonna say I say this. Elliott is definitely seen. they rated him one a high among the recent running backs to come out as far as a complete back. I mean, no, the, I, 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 I agree with you. I agree good, with you. He, he's Elvis not saying he's not good. To me, I just I just think when 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 it's all said and done, that Alfred is a more. Well, I mean, not I'm not talking about upside. I'm talking about like right now. I'm talking about right now that Alvin Morris is more fitted for what they're trying to do 
as far as the team. They, the team has a lot of expectations because it's the Dallas Cowboys coming in. And I, I got I got to admit, you know, shout out to my man Earl. Like, Dallas Cowboys in preseason so far, they've looked good. They've looked good. And I can't even hate on them. Um, 11 and 5, I don't know about all that, but they look good so far. But what I'm saying is that there's a lot of expectations. A lot of these running backs that, that have come in straight into the league, they play with teams that not had this type of this type of like expectations behind them. And I not to say that Zeke Elliott can't handle expectations, but right now he's an unknown commodity until he is. And I know what Alpha Morris is, and he continues to show what he is, even in his preseason. And I mean, the next question I have as we as we kind of transition, but like how much does does preseason really mean? Because RG3 played in the preseason this, this this past week and he had a really nice showing you know and then you know you hear some of the people say yeah he looked good but then you know you always hear the same comments but you know you got to take preseason with a grain of salt because they're playing against vanilla defenses and they're you know the schemes are not really intricate they're very simple and stuff like that I mean does preseason matter or or does it not matter I guess it depends upon that team's approach to preseason. Like, remember when the Redskins, when you had, when you guys had, what's that Florida coach I used Steve to have? Spurrier. Steve Spurrier. He took the preseason very serious, but he would try to mud hole you in the preseason. <laughs> 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 he took it very serious. But you have other coaches that are just strictly doing it for evaluation. Like, they don't care about the score, really. I mean, they want to win, but the main purpose is to evaluate the talent. And so, in that respect, you're going to see Maybe your first team offense or defense not play as well, or their whole team in the home may not look good on you know on the field, but it's because they're just looking to evaluate. And I think it just it depends upon you know how that team approaches the preseason. And in the, in regards to RG three, you can't talk about how bad he does in preseason and, and ragging for that when he was in week one he threw that pick down the goal line, but then. When he does good, say, oh, it's just the preseason. You can't have it both ways. You know what I'm saying? So if he does well, give him praise if he does well, but you can't go on him and just say he did bad. He's going to be a bad quarterback. Like, that's that's my whole problem with that. To me, RG3 looks like he's on a team. What I see is that's behind him, at, you know, playing that position. He's doing the little things that, regardless of the preseason, that he did not do in Washington. He never slid in Washington. And if he did slide... It was like a young giraffe, legs going everywhere, <laughs> flopping around. Like, it looked crazy. Like, he could never slide. And then he, throw, and he was throwing the ball away. He didn't do those type of things when he was in, in, in Washington. So I think it shows, like, his progression as a player that that does mean something, even if it is in preseason. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, I, I agree with that. But you, you know how it is, and especially with RG3. Like, he's like this lightning rod for... You know, when it comes to, you know, people talking like, oh, he's not, he didn't do this or he can't do that or whatever the subject matter is specifically pertaining to him. Like, it's like, it, do, it doesn't matter what he does. So, yeah, but so people are going to definitely do that. They're going to say, oh, he played bad. And when he plays good, they're going to say it's preseason because it's just, that's what it is when it comes to RG3. <laughs> so until it's the actual regular season, that's really when it's going to matter when it comes to him. And to add on to what Jeff just said, people are invested in him failing. Let's not forget about that part. It's a lot of people invested in him failing. It's a lot of Caucasians that were made 
to believe that he was the worst thing ever to happen in that Kirk Cousins against the second stringers in the preseason last year was the greatest thing they'd ever seen from the quarterback position since Joe Thais. So let's not forget, you know what I mean? That Get him. Nah. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you, dog. I'm with you, Aaron. And like yeah. uh, another thing, like Dante posted an article. Um, I don't know if you all saw it about like why your team sucks and ahead the Washington Redskins. And, I, and like he was talking about a demographic of the fan base that I never paid attention to really until I read it, and like kind of made sense as to why I was getting so frustrated when you hear like them kind of cater to a certain part of the fan base in the same way Trump does, with like a lot of the idiot stuff that they would say and like the bait and switch and like that kind of situation. It just it just really pissed me off. Um, but y'all definitely need to look at that article. Yeah, I'm gonna check it out. I mean, truth be told, like we knew. And this is just go. This is just backs my my whole. You know, people can say it's conspiracy theorists or whatever, but like they, the team, the Washington Redskins had were not vested. Well, at least from the coaching standpoint, were not vested in Robert Griffin. When they were through with him, it was discard mode, and they were going to do everything in their power to keep RG three subdued and not yeah. able to like you know do anything. I mean, the man was not. He got benched for how he played in the preseason game. Yeah. And in the preseason game, you got to realize, you need people to out that jump blocking for yeah. you. You need your blockers. And when RG3 was not playing well, he didn't have Trent Williams. It wasn't, they didn't sit all the starters like they're doing for Kirk Cousins right now, not not playing the starters and all this stuff. They had those guys in there blocking. Like, Kirk Cousins didn't even play this week because Trent Williams and all these starters weren't going to play. So they were like, we're not going to try to get him hurt. None of that stuff. They had RG3 out there, jump scrambling. You know what I'm saying? With no blocking. Major key to success. Of course he's going to get mauled and, 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 and beat up and pushed around. Like, it just, to me, it's very clear and it's going to be interesting to see how this season plays out. If RG3, I'm telling you, when he come here to Washington week four, I wouldn't be surprised if you hear a chance of RG3, RG3. Like, yeah. It's a large, there's a large number of fan base that are not listening to the radio, the local radio stations here that are pushing this propaganda of Kirk Cousins being the coming of Aaron Rodgers or the coming of Joe Montana. I mean, it's going, don't let RG3 be top five quarterback this year. I mean, I know that's a little far fetched and I know that's. You know, stepping out there pretty strong, but I'm just saying, if it were to happen or occur, and Kirk Cousins is in the bottom 15 to 25 range, it's gonna be a lot of slow slinging and fouls burning like Biggie, <laughs> Biggie saw back in the day. I'm trying He's to say, an idiot. They grew out of here if that happened. That's you, you got to, you got to, because then it's clear that it was sabotage. You know what I'm saying? They didn't want the dude to be great, whether it was his attitude. And, that, and that's the thing that hurt me when I called in a radio station and I was like, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to do with his play or his ability to be great or his ability to play or learn an offense or any of those things that they saying he couldn't do, which he, he clearly to some level can do now mysteriously, miraculously. Uh, it was the fact that they didn't they didn't they didn't like him. They didn't they, they weren't drawn to him being their guy and they like Kirk Cousins better. For whatever reasons, I think it was it was a counter uh, of comfort level, and I think race had a lot to do with it. Um, I think just the fact that Gruden 
and management could identify with Kirk Cousins better. I think McLuhan came in so late, he really didn't he really didn't care either way. He just wanted to show improvement on a football team and whatever will make the coach be able to do that, he was with. But clearly, like, you know what I'm saying? They didn't really want to part ways with I think that's how uh RG3 ended up getting that that uh what was it? The extension when he first when they first came here, they made like gave him the uh, option yeah, on the his option, contract. Yeah. He got the option. And everybody was like, "Why are you giving the option? You shouldn't give." You know what I'm saying? And they they were disputing that. But I thought that was a smart move for him coming in to try to basically like cover his bases and cover his tail with the situation that he wasn't there to see like how it went a riff or went a ride. You know what I'm saying? So. I, I want to see RG3 do good. You know what I'm saying? I, I definitely want the Browns to, uh, you know, ha- have a good season under RG3. And I, I kind of wanted him to be vindicated for all the visceral hate that he experienced here while in Washington. Because that's what it was. It was just, it was hate at the highest level. And, I mean, that's that's my two cents. Well, you want to say anything, Aaron? No, you said it all. Um... Though, I wish they would cut the preseason down, young. Like, what can they do with the preseason? Like, four games is too much, you know? But yeah. the owners get paid and they don't have to pay the players. So, they're not going to cut that down for nothing. Right. Oh, because yeah, Jones the only way, the time, the only way that they were uh, willing to cut it down is if they added the 18-game regular season. And, of course, you know the players didn't want that. So, that's kind of Fail, young. Fail. Uh, Trevor Simeon looking like he gonna be the starter over Sanchez in his third preseason. Typically, whoever starts the third preseason game is gonna be the starter for week one. Um, I think to me, I don't think I, I I think Trevor Simeon is probably gonna be a little more cautious, but I didn't really see nothing out of his game to make me just be like, yeah, he need to be the starter. You know what I'm saying? Like he's an accurate passer, but. He seemed real, real regimented. Like he don't, kind of like when Kurt first came to our team. Like he can play the quarterback position, but he gonna play it. He's told to play it, not how instincts and like football acumen. Like you know, you just play the game. Sometimes, sometimes you just you make the throw or you you do this. Like he gonna stick to the X's and O's, which I guess if you're the coach of the team, that's what you want. Um, Cause for sure Sanchez ain't gonna do that. That Bama gonna turn the ball over at least two times a game <laughs> without fail. Um, yeah. And I think he was doing some of the things you were saying before he threw that pick early. Once he he looked really good to me before he threw that pick, like the first I want to say like yeah. six seven throws. Yeah. Then once he yeah. threw that interception, you could tell he didn't recover mentally, and he started like aiming the ball, like not just letting it go, doing what he was doing before. So that might be what ends up being the issue. Is he Kirk Cousins in the head to where if he makes a mistake, you're not going to get the same quarterback that you started the game? Yeah, that's 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 exactly what I saw. Exactly. Now, what happened to Paxton Lynch? I ain't heard nothing about that, but I mean, did they just, they just not even entertaining the idea of him playing, him being a starter or, or playing? I mean, I always thought that the fact that John Elway is the man in the front office. He knows what a, a good quarterback would look like. He maybe think he thinks probably that he's not ready. And that's why his name hasn't surfaced as in that battle, that position battle between um Sanchez and the other guy. I think they're probably waiting for him to probably mature some more and you know what I'm saying, kind of see the game from the sideline. And he knows he's not ready. I mean it's John Elway. You know what I'm saying? So 
Mark Sanchez, the, the the problem is Mark Sanchez to me is he's showing what he can do in the league. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other guy is like Aaron said. You watched the game. You saw what he was doing. He was looking good. Do that pick. Then it's like his mind got rattled. So now I'm looking at him like, well, is this the difference between what smells better, the trash or the trash can juice? I don't know. So <laughs> I'm just saying <laughs> they may be in a situation where they may have to play Paxton Lynch at some point during the season if these two guys perform. Yeah, nah, I'm 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 there on that. Like, I think if they had their preference, they would want to sit on the entire year. Yeah, that's right. why they brought in Sanchez, hoping that he would be a vet, you know, and not turn the ball over and just manage and let the defense and all that do what they do. But like 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 uh, Aaron was saying, they they Sanchez is just a turnover machine, and it comes in all shapes and <laughs> you know forms. You know, I, no matter how you want it, he's going. Turn it over, and so. Oh, apple turnover! Apple turnover! But uh, but yeah, so like I, I think that's what I mean because Paxton Lynch, he had a couple of like solid plays and runs, and escaping the pocket, and you could see he's very uh mobile or whatever, and. Uh, he has the arm, but I just I just think like like D said that uh, Elway probably think he's not quite ready, and so it's really it's Simeon's at this point to lose. It was Sanchez to lose, and I think it's Simeon's at this point to lose. But we gonna see. I think Paxton definitely gonna make an appearance uh, this year, the way it looks right now. You know, there's only one season in the NFL where where actually there's when Sanchez played 15 or more games where he did not throw at least 13 interceptions in the season. Like, that's just... And that was only one time. The other, other three times, he threw 18, 18, and 20. So he's going to turn the ball over. Even when he played four games last year for the Eagles. Right. four interceptions. And the, whole, and the whole kill is, that's just, the, that's just the interceptions. You're not even talking about the fumble. It seemed like he fumbled and lose the fumbles because other quarterbacks fumble, but the other teams don't necessarily recover it as much as they do when Mark Sanchez is at the helm. Like, every time he fumbles, the other team recovers that Cannot jump. win with him. Cannot coach so, with him. Can't like, do you got to throw those in there, too. Like, his turnover yeah. numbers in the, throughout his career have been absurd. Uh, absurd. Yeah. So, But they are who we thought they were. Yeah, don't the Bama got, like, career, like, as many touchdowns, he got interceptions. He's probably got more than that. Yeah, he has. He has 84 interceptions and 86 touchdowns. Oh, yeah. You might want to take him up to take him with you to Maryland Live. At least you're going to break even. <laughs> he, ain't gonna, he ain't gonna win that. <laughs> but you break even with that Batman. And I mean, dang, young. That's that's sad. We didn't we didn't get to talk about uh Matt Matt Jones and his bum shoulder and him up sitting. I don't know why they trusted this bum. Like I knew. Matt Jones was not that. Matt, Matt Jones was not the answer. Yeah. Why can they see that he was not the answer? He had flashes. He showed flashes when he That's wasn't fumbling. Right. When wasn't he fumbling? <laughs> well, he wasn't. He wasn't at first. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't at first because he wasn't getting no carries. He was. He was uh, a backup, backup. But as soon as they had a chance. They did the Donald phase on with uh with Alfred Morris to phase him out of the uh, phase him out of the uh, out of the lineup 
so that they could they could pass the torch, young. And it, it was just cruddy, young, cruddy. For four million dollars, we could still out, have Alfred here. Now people say, well, they don't. They're a passing base team anyway. And Jay Gruden's office, I understand yeah, right, that. Man. I know that's that's facts. But when you get in the playoff games, or if you get, well, wait, wait, they're probably wait, not wait, gonna wait. go to the playoffs. Okay. I know, I know. <laughs> but, but when the games matter, or you get late December. You know, you need you need a running game. You need a running game. I don't care what they tell you. I don't. You need a running game. You know what I'm saying? Even 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 teams who are primarily pass heavy teams. You know, when they get into into the playoffs or you know deep into the season, they start changing it up. They start running the ball a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? You see it out of Belichick. You you see it out of the uh, Green Bay. You know what I'm saying? They start running. James Stark was running wild last year. At the running back position, you know, even with Aaron Rodgers, because it just you need that. But yeah, because Matt Jones only having 144 carries last year had four fumbles and they were all lost. And then he only had 3.4 yards a carry. So I, I don't. He only had three touchdowns. So to me, letting no Alpha sense. walk for him, it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense to me. All his production was on screen passes. That's where everybody fell in love with him because he would catch a screen and run for like 30 or 40 yards. He did that a few times, but you can't get rid of a guy who started 1,500, 1,500, and then just give the ball to a guy who, like you said, three touchdowns? You yeah, and four fumbles for a loss. I mean, it's just, it, it doesn't make sense. And at 3.4 yards of carry, that, that doesn't make it in the NFL. You got to be at least four minimum. Oh, hold on a second. Uh, yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, they botched it. Look like we ain't gonna have no running game this year. Don't draft Matt Jones. I don't care about fantasy. Don't do it. Don't do it. Can't win with him. I'm trying to tell you early. Do you remember Google. when when Josh McDaniels took over the Broncos and got rid of all the talent and then oh. just like. It looked like it was going to be good at first, but then the joint just blew up in his face. I hope that's not what happens here, but it looks like it's a nah. good chance. Nah, because nah. y'all got a lot of good pieces. Yeah, y'all got a that's lot one, of good that's pieces. That's one position. Like, yeah. you know, like we, we loaded everywhere else offensively. But that's the thing. You keep saying we're so loaded, but nobody's making these predict- grand predictions for them to play the way teams that are loaded should play. And that's all the head coach. Y'all know where, y'all know where I stand. 10, back 10 and back 6 is not loaded. I mean, not we, we, we went in, we went in division again. So I mean, like, and we haven't done that in I don't know how long. So no, no, no. We, we talk about loaded rosters in the NFL, which is what you just said. Loaded teams that are predicted to go ten and six. They're loaded, like you said, everywhere. Almost. But, you, but you know, but you know why that is, though, Aaron. It's because Jay Gruden like, can't coach. Still, not, I mean, not even, <laughs> not even. It's, it's people that still, people, people that still need to see if Kirk Cousins is that real deal. That's all that's based on. That's why he's on the franchise tag now. That's what that's based on. I don't really think, you know, I mean, I'm not the hugest fan of Jay Gruden, but I mean, if you win, it is what it is. So, but I think it's about being unsure whether Kirk Cousins is really what we saw them last 10 games or is it what we all believed him to be before that. So that's really what it boils down to. I'm just saying, if you load it, they won a Super Bowl with Peyton Manning going nine touchdowns and 17 interceptions last year. Like, it's been other cases where teams have been loaded with an okay quarterback. But, but still, see, that was defensively, though, too. Like, that's the place where we still are. We obviously aren't sure what that defense is going to do. 
like our, in our pass rush and things like that. So that's what I'm just talking about offensively. I wasn't saying as a complete okay. team we're loaded. Right. We loaded for disaster. What? I'm trying to tell you. It, it just could get bad real quick. Just like the old skins. Let's say Josh Norman out there, John, getting flambe. Don't say that. <laughs> I'm just saying that. That, that, that was a start raising their eyebrows like, hold on. And then let's say, you know, running game non-existent. Let's say the dink and dunk. Just don't don't pan out this year, and Bama's like Deshaun Jackson. They do the Donald phase on with him and try to phase him out. Like let's just that's going to hurt. That's okay. going to hurt the offense though. You can't somebody out that's going that will actually like that didn't have They did it with Alfred Morris. No, Alfred okay. Morris. I mean, with all due respect, Alfred Morris isn't Deshaun Jackson explosive this offense. Though. But he was phased out though. But he was phased out, and he was an integral part of the team. He was a he was a he was a a, a major piece, major key to success. To where you know Carol, what I'm saying? We all we all and y'all too, especially always tout Scott McLuhan. So if you gonna say that he know what he's doing, then I don't think that was his call though. That's what I'm saying. What do you mean I, he's the GM? It wasn't his call to let Alfred Morris go. No, I'm talking about to phase him out of the offense during the but season. He could, but he could have re-signed him. That's what I'm saying. It's but they didn't even have a conversation. Him. If the coach says, I don't want to coach this nigga, then they're not going. I mean, what is the GM going to bring him back for? <laughs> 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 he made it clear. Yeah. Oh, man. And, and you got to think about it, too. The coach, the GM might come to the coach and say, you know, can we get it done with this guy? You know what I'm saying? And if the coach say, yeah, we don't need him, like, we good. <laughs> he don't want to run anyway. Yeah, he don't want to run anyway. <laughs> we don't, we ain't running the ball like that anyway, so we don't need him. We can make it. We, don't, we just need a Bama who Chris Thompson can get it done. Chris Harold, Thompson, he ain't going to make it through week three. Harold, but in that example you use, if Scott McLuhan was to go to him, it's a reason. It's because he was looking at film and saw that Alfred Morris isn't the same running back that he was. And what I'm saying is Deshaun Jackson – there's no mistake in his explosiveness when he steps on that football field and how he stretches the defense. That that's there's no mistake in you're not gonna phase that out. His oh, ability oh, doesn't oh. allow it to be phased oh. out. There are some players I, you can phase out, there are other ones their ability doesn't allow that. I don't disagree okay. with what you're saying, but beyond that, Deshaun don't play that. Like they not going he not going quietly. If they try to pull that stunt on him in the contract year, everybody here, bro. Well, I'm out, man. I'm yeah, you know that Batman, he he he, he he from LA. He, he, he hang with gangsters, remember? So he gonna know, sit he out with a hamstring all year if they start not paying. <laughs> yeah, you ain't lying. Ah, oh, my hamstring. I'm done. Sit it down. But that Batman gonna be tussy rolling. He gonna be tussy rolling at, at Love Nightclub, bro. I bet that much. He don't care. I'm telling you, that Batman. He don't care. He don't care at all. Uh, well, that that's our show, man. We ain't really got nothing else. Um, trying to get the doctor on with us next week. I'm not gonna tell you which one. Leave that up. Leave that up to the imagination uh, for our, our listeners. But uh, thank you for listening to uh, BOK Sports. Shout out to um, you know all the people that support us. That's listening. Please follow us at BOK Sports uh, 980 on Instagram or iTunes, uh, wherever. I'm, I'm trying to remember everybody I'm supposed to give a shout out to because there's a lot of people out there. Uh, what's going on, man? Y'all going? Y'all stop going to LA Finish? Y'all cancel y'all membership? No. I go get shots up at your spot, man, on Tuesday. Tuesdays. 
Oh, we got the we got the uh, BLK fantasy draft tonight. Well, it's not even BLK sports fantasy draft. It's like a fluke jump. But uh, <laughs> <said> a fluke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sponsored by the Pinnacle. <laughs> sponsored. But uh, yeah, we got that John on tap today. Uh, I don't know if I'm. I probably hoop tomorrow. Cause I, I just, but I'm feeling good though. This weather is nice, young. I'm trying to go play basketball outside. Nothing. Who trying to go with me? You said no good. Shit splits. Guaranteed. Shit splits be mean on the on the asphalt, bro. I can't do it. Shut up! Give me a turn to speak. Fine, see? You do that to me. How does it feel? How does it feel to be told to shut up? We've talked about it. Let me speak. How does that feel? Do 